You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hi everyone, I am Martina Cunha and you are listening to Backstage Talk. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Backstage Talk. Today's guest is Garrett Palladian. He is originally from Florida, but is an artist based in New York City. He has a Bachelor of Arts in Theater and Advertising from the University of West Florida. He was a full-time company dancer from 2014 to 2016 with the Ballet Pensacola, the only resident professional ballet company in the area. He is truly a hyphenate. He co-wrote and is creator of Golem Owned a Tropical Smoothie, a new musical that won Best Musical, Best Lyrics, and Best Direction at Soundbite 6.0 Musical Festival back in 2019. And he also co-wrote and was a creator of the miniseries Booked and Blessed. Also, Garrett recently made his off-Broadway debut with Stranger Sings parody musical. So, Garrett, thank you so much for coming over to Backstage Talk. Um, welcome to the show. Wow, what an intro. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> so happy to be here. Thank you so much. It's truly an honor. So, tell us a little bit about yourself and what made you choose this thespian path in life. Wow, okay. Um, well, I, yeah, I think you that was a great intro. I'm from Panama City Beach, Florida, originally. Uh, my family was military, so we moved around a little bit. Uh, but I think what made me choose this lifestyle has always been, you know, first and foremost, encouragement from my friends and family. I owe it all to them. And then just that initial instinct of wanting to be a performer and an artist. Um, I mean, it's not an original story, but when I was a kid, I, I put on plays and concerts for my family and then... I think I first started getting into theater and discovered it when I was maybe 10, 10. Yeah. When we were in San Diego, California, which has a huge musical theater community. Um, and then from there, I just, it sort of snowballed and I became obsessed with the idea of being on stage and doing this as a career. Like the fact that I knew that you could do this as a career, I just, it kind of lit something inside of me that I could not, turn off and so um like you said i i continued to um uh pursue it in college and then i got an opportunity to uh dance outside of school so i switched gears and sort of created my own program within the university of west florida um and then you know that transferred um to new york city so i you know after college i uh, was able to get myself an agent because i had that dance background And so that was my initiative to move to the city. And I've been here ever since. And I feel like I've continued to switch gears. Um, I'm still an actor and I'm pursuing that. But I mean, my main focus has been writing, producing and creating my own work here in the city. So, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. We've all had to like pivot a lot during yeah. 2020. So mm -hmm. it's wonderful that you are now concentrating uh, on being a writer and a producer, I want to go a little bit back into 
you as a performer. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about your journey in musical theater, because uh, reading your resume, I saw that you were in Cabaret, you were mm -hmm. in For the Record, The Brad Pack, you were in Rocky Horror and others. Yeah. So tell me about it. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. Just hearing the, the titles of the shows um, has brought I have so many great memories from the shows. Um, and, you know, each of those shows really um, sort of molded me as a performer and um, were roles that I really wanted to do. So the fact that I got the experience to do them um, was incredible. Uh, Yeah, I, the one that really had the most impact on me was, for the record, the Brat Pack, because um, that was where I met a lot of the people here in the city that I, I started writing with and I started creating with. So I owe a lot to that experience and that show. It probably means the most to me. And then, yeah, oh gosh, Cabaret was such a, a great experience. I mean, people who know that show know how transformative it can be for a performer. So the fact that I got to do it was a dream. Uh, and then, oh God, I've done Rocky Horror maybe like four times. It's one of my favorite shows, movies now. Um, I'm trying to think what else. I've, I've done all of the shows that I, every kid is supposed to do. Like Suzical was my first musical. Um, I did not mean to write in that, but I did. So there you go. Um, <laughs> trying to musical what else have I done I did like Little Women in college um I did Romeo and Juliet um yeah and each of the I mean each of those shows that I did like I said shaped me into the person I am today and the type of performer that I've become so it's I mean yeah it's, it's so it's so much fun to think back on my career and sort of sum it up in a nutshell yeah I love it. I love it. So you recently had your off-Broadway debut. Congrats yeah. for that. With Thank Stranger so Things. This is a parody musical of Stranger Things. So mm -hmm. how was it taking that show, mega show, to into a stage? Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Well, that so that was the first uh, performing gig I got post covid so the fact that it just happened to be my off-broadway debut was i couldn't have asked for a better gig and then the fact that it was parody and sort of lived in the same world that the show i was writing lived in just it was too perfect um and that was an incredible cast an incredible creative team it was it was a really good experience um and then we got to release an album album on top of that which was i i we i'm still shocked that I got to be a part of something like that. Um, it was a hilarious show, and I, I hope that it has another life um, outside of the the um, venue that we did it in and the uh, amount of time we got to do it in. Because it was kind of short-lived. It was only, we only ran for a month. So fingers crossed that we continue to do it. I mean, if you know Stranger Things, this show will give you everything you want. I mean, it pokes fun at the style, the time period, the characters, um, and like the whole running theme for that show was justice for Barb because that character got n no justice in the TV film. So if you are unsatisfied with how that flat point went in the TV show, you will love how it turns out in the musical. Yeah, it was like such a good time. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm crossing fingers because I want to 
either you need to get a video recording or I need uh -huh. to go see it live. <laughs> I'm hoping for the second part of that. I mean, I want you to see it live. I want so many people to see it live. And I think that there's a strong possibility that that could and will happen. Um, we just got to get through the winter right now <laughs> yeah. and see where theater's at in New York after this this cold, cold winter we're about to enter into. <laughs> yeah, cross some fingers. So what was your best memory from this show? Um, oh gosh, what was it? Mm, all of the moments that made us laugh during the rehearsal process that were unprompted, unscripted, watching people um, discover things and find out like who these characters were, who they were going to be for this version of the show. Um, and to all the things that went wrong that turned out to be right. Um, yeah, just yeah, all the stuff that the audience really didn't get to see were probably the best parts because they were so organic and spontaneous. And I mean, that's that's live theater. And that's what really keeps us coming back for more makes it so um you know, different from film or TV. Yeah. Absolutely. I want to now shift gears a little bit into you as a writer and a creator. Mm -hmm. What was the bug that bit you to make you sit down and write things? Uh, so um, I met my writing partner, Ethan Crystal, who I co-wrote Gollum on the Tropical Smoothie with. I met him... Um, on the for the record the brat pack gig we were working on a cruise ship we had a lot of time um and we decided to sit down and write this thing that i had an idea for and he came up with our opening jingle and I, it all started from there and it kind of started spiraling into me even thinking that i could be a writer and i found that within myself and it's been so therapeutic for me it's been so um uh, it's giving me so much control as an artist and i think that's what keeps me coming back for more because i it, i it's all on me it's i can just sit down and i can i can write what's in my head and um yeah so it all started with uh meeting ethan on that boat really it was that yeah i love it i love it so you two matt you started throwing ideas at him you started mm -hmm. writing things he wrote the music and where is the show right now um so we actually just had a reading of the most recent script two nights ago because we're trying to uh get back into shape and try to figure out what's the next step if this is going to be for us um so you know after the the winter passes and uh theater sort of starts to become what it's gonna be because i mean it's not really safe for new shows to open up right now in my opinion um so our, our goal is to do an off-broadway one run that's what we were gonna do um pre-pandemic and then everything got shut down so that is our goal this will always be a, a live show um whether it's you know spirals into other um versions of it so be it but this will always be a live Uh, show so yeah we're hoping for that we're just waiting for theater to sort of come back officially um yeah and with you just received a grant you've won awards with the show i know mm -hmm. it will have 
if not one, several of Broadway runs, and I am excited for year two um, and this show to see where it's headed. So tell us mm -hmm. a little bit about what this show is about. Okay, so uh, the show is called Gollum on a Tropical Smoothie. Uh, it follows a regular high school kid named Ian and uh, his older sister, Gabby, who have just moved to Panama City Beach, Florida. Um, Ian works at a tropical smoothie shop with his best friend, Kyle, who's a stoner college dropout. And uh, together, the three of them have um, one week to raise $60,000 to save the shop or they lose it forever because this mega smoothie corporation, Smoothie Kingdom, wants to buy out the shop and have a monopoly over all smoothie shops in the Bay County area. Um, but I mean, so it's, it's a, it's, it's a super comedy. If you know movies such as Dodgeball, Good Burger, it sort of follows that same plot point in a way. Um, and then if you like Avenue Q, Book of Mormon, you know, it's got that same humor. It's a lo lot of puppets. Um, and you know, this more than that, the, this, the show is about growing up and the relationships you make um, when you're young and keeping those relationships and also, you know, figuring out what you want in life, um, who you want it with and believing yourself enough and how, how hard are you going to fight for those things? Uh, you know, the show's got a lot of heart. Um, the music is fun. It rocks. It's, it's an original score, original scripts, all original. Um, oh yeah. And like Gollum owns the smoothie shop that they all uh, work in. So, and let's, and it's not Gollum from Lord of the Rings. It's Gollum from Jewish folklore, which is in the public domain. And yeah, any similarities are pure coincidence because we would never, we would never, we would never mess with something that's copywritten because that's illegal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. When when I first read the title of the show, I was like, "No, no, this is not Gollum from Lord of the Rings. It's spelled, <laughs> it, it's written no, differently. It's spelled differently. Yeah, it's yeah. not the same. We make a point. It's not the same. Um, so, the Tolkien estate, please don't come for us. Okay, we mean no harm. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's Gollum owned a tropical smoothie, meaning past tense. Like he loses the shop. What happens? You have to come see the show to find out. It's a good time. It's just, it's, it's super funny. If you like South Park, it's same humor, same raunchy, vulgar humor. So it's very like adult swim. Yeah. I love it. I love it. My type of humor, honestly. Oh, good, 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 good. <laughs> so you just said that this show works with puppetry, but I mm -hmm. also know that the other show that is um, on film, it's a mini web series that it's yeah. called Book and Blessed, it also works with puppetry, right? Yes, yes. A lot of the things that I do uh, are have, have puppets that intertwine all the universes, and that's sort of like something I'm trying to create. Uh, I'm a designer, and I have that skill set, so I wanted to incorporate as much of that into my work as possible because uh, it just sort of sets me apart, and it's, you know, gives a, a, something a little different. Um, I love it. So, yeah. So talk to us a little bit about Booked and Blessed, this mini-series uh, that you've been uploading to Instagram. So tell mm -hmm. us about the creation process for the, for the series. Yeah, so Booked and Blessed, I co-wrote with uh, Leonardi, and uh, it, it is about two actors in New York City trying to 
make it and all of their inner thoughts are portrayed through the eyes of a puppet that only they can see. Um, they're really quick, mini episodes, five minutes or less. Um, yeah, and it just it's about the, the struggles of trying to be an actor and not even really an actor sometimes, just trying to make it in this city um, that is so electric and um, I mean, there's no other place like New York City. But it's also just, I mean, it's, it's difficult. Anybody who's been, who's tried to live here will tell you it is not for the faint of heart. It's a lot of work, but it's also, um, there's a lot of reward in being here too. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And it's also very showing how you've lived on New York City through the show. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's about Leah and I's experience living here and you know things that have happened to us at auditions thing that that things that have happened to us in life just being here um you know and it's a comedy i should have said that before if not obvious um you know but this it's also real and it's what we knew and we yeah we knew how to write we knew how to write it so that's that's what we did and we we created it out of you know frustrating being an actor and just living you know every there's so many people who want to do this in the city um and so we wanted some control in what we were doing and we didn't want to wait around for anybody to tell us we could uh, perform our art or create our art so we're like yeah let's let's do this let's do the thing i love it i love it so garrett what would be that piece of advice you would give a young version of yourself? Oh, um, it would be to trust your instincts and continue to surround yourself with people who love and you trust and build those people up as much as you can, just as much as they're going to build you up because you can't go wrong in that. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And do you have any other show you're writing? Any other project going on? Uh, I wrote a, a, a play that I'm continuing to make edits on. Um, it's called My Best Friend in the Universe. And it follows uh, two friends in their 20s who are spending their summer apart for the first time. And it's um, it's it's about relationships and growing up again. It's about life. It's really a, a theme that I, I am trying to figure out and, you know, I'm interested the most in just like, why are we here? What are we doing? Um, and, you know, everybody can relate to that. So, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's something I'm working on and we'll hopefully put out soon and do some readings of and try to, you know, continue to shoot my shot, man. I'm trying to make it in New York City. You just gotta, you gotta grind and you've gotta uh, just don't stop leaving yourself when nobody else does. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I I wish you the best with every single project you have running right now. One last question for you sure. before we go. Top five favorite musical theater shows. Oh my gosh. <laughs> This is so hard. I feel like I get asked this so many times. Um, <clears throat> okay. I, in no particular order, just like my top five. Yeah. So I grew up listening to wicked it'll always be something that's um you know brings me so much joy and so many memories so definitely wicked it's i think it's the show of the millennia for us um 
did um i love the last five years um oh gosh i love hades town that's that's a new musical that really i just can't stop listening to um i love into the woods and okay one more oh aida i love them i love them thank you so much so garrett if someone wants to contact you to talk to you um to know more about your projects where can people find you um the easiest way would be to go to garrettpalladian.com um you can also reach out to me on instagram um and then any of the the accounts or projects that i'm currently running as well oh golemo to tropical smoothie.com uh at booked and blessed on instagram any of those venues you can reach out to me and i will respond no 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 problem <laughs> i love it well garrett thank you so much for coming over i've loved your process your journey as a thespian as a multi-hyphenate um, oh. and i cannot wait to see the success that lies ahead for you thank you so much this has been wonderful Thanks, everyone, for listening to this new episode of Backstage Talk. Remember to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Backstage Talk Podcast. Hey, it's Leslie Udom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.